0: Good morning, everyone. Duncan Harris here. Uh, I'm the owner of Insurance Savings Group and the president of Bakersfield Business Partners, and we're doing another podcast today. Our guest today is Michael Fugit. Did I pronounce that right? Fugit. Fugit. Yep. Okay. And you're the owner of. Tell me. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your business. So I am the owner of Michael Fugit Films. Um,
1: I'm. I've always been a creative guy, and uh, so we do film and photography, and um, always just try to try to come up with. Uh, a creative outside-of-the-box product that engages audiences for my clients.
0: Awesome. Perfect. So Michael and I are members of Bakersfield Business Partners, and uh, we're a networking group. We meet every Tuesday mornings at 730, and we help grow each other's businesses through referrals, but also through uh, education and through relationships. So we have outstanding members. We're highlighting all our members in this podcast. So it's Michael's turn this week. So uh, you make films, you make commercials, videos, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, tell me, tell me before we go into your business, tell Mm -hmm. me a little bit about yourself, you know, where you're from, you know, your family, what you're doing. I grew up in West
1: Michigan, Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, I was, uh, always kind of, uh, outside of the box in the sense of, I didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't rebellion to rules, but I always had the question why about everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I always wanted to have an answer for what I did. And so, very young, um, I I um, I got into ministry. Um, my my mom explained um, the gospel to me about what Christ did on the cross. And so, I um, that really like just I had no idea what she was talking about. And then she explained to me; it clicked with me, and it became a passion of mine. Sure. And so, as a young kid,
0: it made sense to you, it brought reason and exactly. Meaning
1: exactly and so as a young kid i but i didn't go to church so it was kind of a weird scenario so i had no church life but i was i was brought into this like real thing with with god so i would read the scripture and i I'd, I'd, I'd want to um, learn but i was kind of doing it on my own and i think with hindsight looking back at that it's given me this a gift kind of a mixed blessing because i see life through the um, this The scripture, but not the man's lens that like people kind of get when they go through a system all their life. So that was how my childhood started. And so the reason I bring that up is because it got me on this journey that was just this crazy. I lived in my car in the wintertime for a while when I was a teenager, Um, got kicked out of the house because I, I... Long story, maybe I can get into it sometime. It's, <laughs> it's actually a good story, but I take too much if we, time for If this. we have
0: time at the end, we're going to go back to okay, this. We sure. can. If we have time at the end, we okay. can. <laughs>
1: um, but, but it got me on this journey where it eventually led to me uh, being a full-time musician. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led to, after 17 years of that, um, to what I'm doing now. And there's a big overlap of how the creativity end of it works mm-hmm. for both filmmaking and and music. Um, so I've, I've always kind of been on the creative realm and outside of the box and, and people on paper, my life hasn't always made sense, but it's always been an amazing (laughs) journey with a lot of really cool, makes sense stories. Uh, not always with hindsight, with hindsight, it's been, it's been a good, a good, uh, ride, but uh, yeah, it doesn't always make sense. With hindsight, it's always made sense, though. You can always see how it's all come together.
0: Yeah. I mean, so talk about that. You're obviously a creative person. Uh You're looking for deeper meaning in things, it seems yeah. like, from a very young age. Yep. So, I mean, talk about the overlap, you know, being a musician to making videos. I mean, so, tell me what's going on there.
1: So, with music, um, I toured full-time 17 years, and most of my audiences were middle school high school aged Mm -hmm. and i i growing up i was i'm an introvert now but i was super shy there's a distinction there as a kid and so i got up on stages and that was so outside of my comfort zone at first but i I learned i learned different techniques of how to engage the audiences so now i I typically had like an hour-long set with middle school or high schoolers and i had to find a way to keep these people engaged and it was a trial and error sure and so You know, you would bomb and you would say, okay, how do I fix that? How do I make that better next time? Because you don't want to bomb again. (laughs) And so you go through all these different processes and like you build the flow of the energy of the night and you go high energy and then bring it down for a second and then talk to him about something and bring it up and you have lights. And so that really translates well with at least for me into the film it's because you're always thinking about engagement. You're always thinking, how do I keep the viewer engaged? And there's people who come to me, clients, with so many different,
0: almost like an emotional engagement, really.
1: Absolutely, an emotional engagement. That's what it's all about with with what I do. Uh, and I'm that's the question I'm always thinking in my head. Whether it's you know uh, an amazing story we're telling for some, you know, whatever it is, a, a, someone's wedding, or or even something boring, generally boring for a business I'm still always thinking like Like
0: an insurance commercial like an insurance commercial
1: I'm always thinking how do I keep that engaging (laughs) so yeah I mean that's that's kind of the overlap with with music and that's the base I had for so many years is how do I engage these these middle school high schoolers now now the only the audience has changed to my my client's audience how do I keep them
0: engaged very cool you married you have kids
1: I am um been married since 2011 my wife Deborah and I have three kids uh girl and two boys
0: that's full-time work there
1: it yeah. is it so is. uh how did you make that transition from music you know to video so I was touring and we my wife and I were living in Lincoln Nebraska at the time in your car or in a house <laughs> we had transitioned from the car to the house at that point Oh, it's a big step cool. <laughs> fortunately I was able to do that before I got married uh but uh yeah we were in we were we were living in a home and uh so, yeah, I we were touring, actually, out in California and connected with uh, a guy, a promoter that I really hit it off with. Like, we became close friends instantly, did, like, five things with him. And he said, hey, there's this, like, part-time job out in California. And it didn't make sense to me. I, I wasn't super interested, but I, I, I wanted to take some time to actually slowly think about it and mm-hmm. talk to my wife. And as we, we talked about it more, we prayed about it more, we just more and more sense that that's the direction we were to go in so we came out here and we thought hey two months out of the year already while we're living in nebraska we're touring in in california anyways so maybe it makes sense to have a base out here instead of traveling all the way in between so we came out here and that job was a media job a part-time media job and so i started doing some video work for that i'd already done a little bit of video work for my own music business um, and so once I got out here and I did a little bit of media work for the, the company that actually was the church I was working for, yeah. um, I just said, Hey, like, I like this, but I want to do my own stuff. I don't want to always just be within the box of what the church is doing. I want to do my own. So, um, the first, the first actual like thing I did was a wedding for a friend I had. And I just offered to do it free to get my, my feet wet. And it was sure. crazy. It was, and it but, went from there it did and that's a that's a uh kind of a a little bit of a rough starting point
0: weddings but uh hey it, <laughs> it <laughs> those worked. people are still married though right they are still married oh well see they are still they married. probably watch that wedding video and it keeps them going renew their vows yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> so what what year did you actually switch over to, to video when was that
1: uh, officially that my business started in 2017, okay. but it, before that I was messing around. With stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, so what, four years or something. And I mean, yep. I feel like you're going, you're cranking now full time almost with it. So, um, mm-hmm. and yep, yep. uh, you've made some videos for me. We should just yep. get that out of the way. Yep. Always done a good job. Well, thank you. So, um, you know, tell me, tell me more about your business, like who your clients are, like what you're looking for maybe even like an ideal client, like this is what I do and this would be an ideal client for me. So most of my clients
1: are businesses like putting out commercials or any sort of, you know, social media videos, things Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Real estate agents uh, for both video and photography. And then also um, brides to be just for, for wedding films. Um, Those are my, my main clients. Um, Also recently did a music video, um, I really like the creative end of that. So yeah. I guess for for my my ideal client would probably be uh, a business that um, understands the the power of of video within their marketing on social media, um, how that has a really good return rate, re- return on investment, um, and wants to do something creative and tell a story and get people's attention.
0: Well, I mean, talk about that. There's obviously a million small businesses out there yep. and they're marketing in all these different ways. I mean, talk about the power of video. I mean, kind of, you know, maybe you can give a testimonial for one of your clients or whatever, but talk about what you do and how it helps your business clients.
1: Yeah, so I, I, people come to me with, with they know they want to put something out. Sometimes they have a, a general idea of where they want it to go. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I'm able to take their idea, and say, okay, let's use this as a foundation, what you've come up with, and I'm able to dig deeper and come up with more storyline and, and things that um, allow the flow of the story to go, to continue, and, and to go deeper, and to, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of an example, I've done a, a lot, so recently I did um, a video for a uh, A music school um an online music school and they came to me they said hey we want to um we want to just make it clear to our clients that we are focusing on online music like we're online music lessons is what we're trying to do maybe you could have like the camera you know go through the computer screen and then you're in real life and i just took that idea and i thought about it and i'm like okay so my, my question I always ask when a client comes to me, especially a business is, what is the emotional value of what they're trying to do? And as I thought about it, I was like, he gave me like several references and they're all pretty good in different mm-hmm. ways. And some of them weren't as well on, weren't as good on the production end. And others were really like emotional. They pull on the heartstrings. The production isn't as good. And I started thinking about it and I was like, okay. I see which one is best as, as a filmmaker that I think is best on a production level. And I'm like, that's the one I'm drawn to. But then let me think about this as a dad sending my kid to a, a music school. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking about it from, from that end. And I'm like, well, I want the thing that pulls on my heartstrings. So the process in my head for this particular client was, okay, how, how do I pull on his potential client's heartstrings? And I thought, I thought let's tell the story of a child who gets a violin as a, as a present they're into music. They're so excited, but they can't play the thing and they're horrible at it. And what do they do? And then in the end they're, you know, they're at a recital, you know, blowing the crowd away. And, and so that's kind of the, that what goes through my mind. So how do we succinctly tell that story and so we take it from, hey, we want to share about the fact that we do license. Maybe you can go through the screen and show <laughs> to here's a story that you can yeah. use that will actually pull on
0: people's heartstrings and make them be
1: drawn to your your brand.
0: You know, as a am a current client of yours, all your videos are so emotionally compelling. I mean, you have one uh, you did for a trophy store. Mm-hmm. I mean, gosh, that one, if you watch it, that will make you cry. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I've seen the music video commercial you're talking about. And even like for me, so like I deal with insurance, which is a very kind of abstract, obscure financial numbers thing. And people can't <clears throat> connect to that emotionally. Mm-hmm. And you were able to put together some videos for me, testimonials, but really touch on how these financial products had an emotional impact for my clients. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I just love that people can come to you as a business, can come to you with a very objective like idea. You know, we we do online music training which actually sounds very boring and you're like yeah whatever but when you watch the video Mm. you really reach the heart of every father or mother Mm. that watches that video and now there's like a connection and people can kind of envision their child like oh wow you know I'd be so proud if my child would and so um anyhow I I just think that that you add so much value um or maybe you just present the value really yeah, the value the is emotional there. value you're, you're just presenting it in such a great way for these companies thank you yeah
1: i mean the value is already there even in things like you're talking about you do insurance and it's, the value is there it's right. just a matter of, of getting to it and and how do you communicate it mm-hmm. and and always like i said always thinking about that question what's the emotional value mm-hmm. that's what i did with the trophy shop okay what the emotional value of a trophy shop isn't the storefront Yeah, the trophies. Yeah, it's it's the story of what it took to get that trophy. mm -hmm. The years of practice, the years of fathers and sons and mothers like going to the games, and that's Mm -hmm. the emotional value of that trophy. And it's like, just take the time. We had I have to take the time to like step away and think, think through that process and figure out what what's compelling and what pulls on your heart about that brand.
0: So. So, I mean, it may be along these same lines, but what do you think sets you apart? from some of your competition i know there's other people that do similar things to you yeah i mean what what do you think really sets you apart makes you different
1: i think with with film um there's the technical aspect that is a must-have you have Mm -hmm. to have that you have to be able to turn on the camera and focus and all those things um and some companies will come and set up the camera and they'll have a, a clean product um, but yeah, it, I think the difference for me really comes down to the to the creative end of it. And it's that's not to say there aren't other great creatives. There are. I think one thing that really helps me and it already has been touched on to kind of uh, stand out is um, my history with music. Like I've said, like I, I've been wired for so many years before filmmaking was even a thought in my mind to be, to think along those lines, to always think, how does this this how does song one play into song two, play into song three so that we can have a, a good ending and people are not tired but they're still with me and they're ready for more and you cut it off that's always been wired in my head so now it's like how does this shot play into that shot yeah that that's yeah so i would say that's probably one of the the biggest things and and my, my passion honestly like is um that the thing that like as a musician, the thing that stood out to me was you want to have a good show, engage the audience, you want them to be with you. And that was more valuable than whatever money I was going to get from it. Obviously it's a career and that's important, but it's the same thing with this. Like the number one thing for me that. Um, so it
0: was just purely the human interaction Yeah, when you're up there on stage, like you were just the connection, right? the energy that you had and shared with your, uh, I don't know, you know, your audience or your audience. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And now it's the same Same it's, thing. It's like more, obviously it's my job. So money I have to pay for my bills. Yeah. That's important. Yeah. And it is important, but even higher than that in my mind is, is I want them to be happy with the product.
0: Yeah. Like that's number one on my list. That's great. Well, and you got to buy all this expensive camera equipment. Holy cow. You know? So, I mean, talk about some of your equipment you've been investing for quite a while and, uh, you've got quite the set, but um i mean can you talk about that a little bit yeah
1: so yeah it's it if you're into filmmaking or photography i mean you don't have
0: to dive into the technical aspects but maybe just say hey look i've got enough equipment i could do this or that yeah we can
1: do like a a, um, four camera shoot and so like for that's important when you have like several things but live events Mm -hmm. um weddings so you know you can shoot one-on-one but if someone stands up in front of the camera, that it's all over for that one. Yeah, so you lost it, yeah. You you know. So for for instance, that that's probably the best example to to share about how that could potentially be useful. So we can get a shot for the ceremony. We can get a shot from the back, a wide angle shot of the whole thing. We can get a close up of the bride, a close up of the groom, and then I can have a separate camera on a gimbal, which is stabilizer, and just move around and get creative shots, and then you can patch all that together. So. Um, so that's what we can do with that. We have, you know, lighting set up so that we can come into whatever your location is and, and have you still look, look nice. Um, which with filmmaking and photography, lighting is super, super key. Like, um, I've, I've shared it in our group before that you could have a cell phone with great lighting and versus a, a cinema camera with poor lighting. And the cell phone's going to outshine the cinema camera. So, um, those those are important tools to have.
0: So that I mean that that part of your job is super technical. I mean you're coming out and you're yep. taking measurements and making sure the sounds right and right. the lighting and the shadows and everything.
1: Yep. Yeah, you have to think about yeah, all those things like yeah, sound setup, that's another one, the audio you mentioned mm-hmm. that. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it's it's technical thinking. So when when I show up to like film an interview, I'm always thinking, okay, what's what's the framing what's the, you don't just set it up at random you you think about those things what's the framing like there's in in film and photography there's this concept called leading lines is there any lines that are pointing to the subject's head that like just put all the focus on on your subject so we're we're always thinking about things like that
0: oh that's well. very cool yeah no it's um it's a lot more detailed and and nuanced than people think mm-hmm. but uh that's what it takes to put a good product together so you work with a lot of companies, uh churches, <clears throat> brides, bridezillas maybe. Like what what <laughs> uh like what advice would you give to your clients or like what common mistakes do you think you see your clients making? So like if you could give them helpful hints and tips. If as far as like shooting yeah, their own stuff, I mean like, do it yourself. Well, not maybe do it yourself, but um in the ideas that they have or maybe you know, just do they make certain mistakes that are easily fixable or like they could have you do certain things that would just enhance their, you know, their outcome better? I, I don't so know. So
1: as far as, as far as me being involved with them or as far as like, if they were to sh- shoot something, what are some common tips? Well, that let's,
0: would- let's do two. Like, let's say someone, small business owner just wants to post a weekly thing on Facebook or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's just going to hold his cell phone in his hand and yeah. Yeah, I what, think what's like some basic tips that would instantly enhance that. So
1: first of all, know where you're going to put that video, for for your aspect ratio. Um, some social media platforms, uh, horizontal or vertical is going to work better. A lot okay. of them horizontal is going to work better. Okay. So if you're putting it, depending on where you're going to put it know like which way you want to hold the camera okay because there's you know it's it's a no, no one wants to look through that prison cell if if the format is it right, <sighs> right for it right um so that'd be the first tip and the second tip is lighting you can buy cheap lights that still work well if you don't have lights sit next to a window where there's soft light on your face like those are really simple things you can get great light that way so if you have the lighting and you have um the camera in the right position horizontal or mm-hmm. vertical depending on where you're putting it uh and then the other thing would be um audio um you don't want to be a mile away if you're shooting on your cell phone you don't want to be a mile away where it's bouncing off the walls you want to have crisp clean as best as you can and usually with cell phones if you're close and there's not a lot of noise in the background you can get a decent enough sound for that yeah
0: let's talk about those clients that they want to make edits or revisions that you know, you don't agree with, or they don't trust you. I mean, how do you <laughs> listen? It it comes up in 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 every uh, line of work. The professional has got to negotiate with the client sometimes, and maybe educate them on why what they want may not work out long term. Yeah, you know. So I mean, like, but tell me, tell me, you know, how you handle that, so, and like what you see from people sometimes. So, I I think people hire me to
1: take either create a vision for them
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or take part of their vision and, and represent it well. And so they come to me for that. And I feel as though what I can offer them is, is an eye that most of them don't have. Some, some people have a great eye, but most people, you know, they're, they're focused on their business. I'm focused on mine. So, so I can offer them, Hey, like I said earlier, song one leads into song two. Well, clip one, how does, how does, how does, you know, they may want to have this something highlighted here and, and the concept is good, but it has to flow too. There's a bigger picture. So I offer them that. So the way I usually handle that though, is, um, I, I try to offer them, like, I try to educate them on why I I make this choice. Um, and why it makes sense to go this way and then give them a big picture. I'm like, I can do it this other way. But here's what you need to know. If I do it this way, here's why it's not going to work as well mm-hmm. for your audience. Um, but obviously, it's your it's their project, so you know there there's there's a line that that can be drawn. Um, but in general, with a lot of things, I'm willing to to cater to a lot of their wishes, but I try to educate them as to you know why I would do this or why I would do that, so that they can have a Complete understanding of like sure. the process and what how it's going to affect them and their business.
0: Anything um, new and exciting in like the I don't know in your in your market in your industry new technology new new yeah. things going on. They actually
1: they actually just released some new uh, just like last week some new gear that's kind of outside. that's why i wrote this question you knew knew about it right oh yeah i knew you knew what dji was putting out yeah exactly yeah so (laughs) so yeah some new like outside of the box like cinema camera gear that like there's there's a few there's a few releases there's a new um a new sony camera that's pretty exciting but i don't think most of the audience would be excited about it that's listening to this but for me it's very exciting but
0: that's going to translate into what for your clients it's
1: going to translate into, um, better quality, better quality um, yeah. and then probably, you know, more efficiency on my end. Sure. Um, and then the other gear, it's just, it's nothing I plan on buying, but it's exciting just to see is, you know, Hey, that's a cool tool. And eventually it'll evolve into something that will probably down the road make sense for me eventually. But yeah, yeah. so it's always fun to look at that kind of stuff, but
0: yeah. Um, and I think there's one aspect of your job we haven't talked about and that's editing. So you obviously go out, you do all the technical work of shooting and recording. Uh, Obviously that's preceded by um, a a story that you create with the client and, and you kind of create an emotional pitch. But once you put that all together and you get all this stuff, then you have to go and edit it. Talk about that process. And you, you told me in the past, you seem to enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear from a lot of filmmakers that editing is the unnecessary or the
1: necessary evil, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look at it that way. Like I enjoy both filming and and editing, but I enjoy editing even more than filming. And I think that's probably maybe that's the introvert. You're so introverted. Yeah, yeah. I get away and I get lost in the project as opposed to like <laughs> you know, I, that's that's my thing. I can I can play around and make things happen there. But um, but yeah, typically the the process is like. You know i'll i have to get specific to maybe explain this so i'll use the wedding example again you shoot a wedding you go all day you're you're there for 10 hours filming just everything and yeah. starting and stopping and filming all these different things and then you take that back and you have 10 hours of footage but you have like four cameras with all the stuff on it and you so yeah you have to sort all that you have to lay that so we lay it all in a timeline and then I just go through it. it. It's a super long process. You go through all the footage and you cut out the little pieces that this this clip could work, this clip could work, this clip could work. You get rid of all the rest and then you take that section of the, the clips that could work and you cut those down further. This could work. Because you have to take 10 hours of footage from four cameras and turn it into a five minute video. Mm-hmm. And so it's always finding the right, like, yeah, here's an awesome thing, but it doesn't, it, it looks very, like this shot is, a great shot but it doesn't make the cut because it doesn't again fit the flow of the story yeah. so you do that and then you add editing is another really key part of editing is finding the right song choice music you, you can make people feel things and um so that's always huge and really even beyond music sound design having different sound effects in different places that like audio with film is as important as the visuals so you could have amazing um amazing footage and horrible audio and people be like that you would lose them even though the footage is you could have hollywood footage Mm -hmm. flip that around and you could have so-so footage with great audio and they're still engaged so
0: the sound is important too you guys catch a lot of uh is it b-roll stuff yeah that really fills in it's kind of Yep. makes those wedding videos beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you don't just show all, this... all the details of the that go into a wedding. You know, the colors and the table settings and the flowers and everything.
1: Yeah, and that's that's an, yeah, that's another thing. Like, um, on top of that whole process, you mentioned colors. You do all that. You do all everything I explained, and then you color grade, and that's a mm. whole other. Because when aspect. you because when you shoot on your cell phone, it's typically in auto mode where you just get the Bright poppy colors right out yeah. of the camera. When you shoot for for like what we do, you shoot in a very flat profile. So if I would have sh- if I show you something that I shoot right out of the camera, um, it, it looks gray and just really flat and n- not very appealing. But that allows you to to pull the colors without losing the the details. So it just gives you more flexibility with color. So that's a whole whole another part of the process. Interesting.
0: So, what do you think is the best part about your job?
1: Uh, I really like. I've made a lot of ongoing relationships, friendships with clients that continue, and um, it, it's it's not. I, I really enjoy the fact that. A great majority of the time, it doesn't feel like a sales pitch. It feels like I'm able to st- step aside with these people, step alongside them, and um, and really offer them help. It's from the position of being able to benefit their business and benefit sure. what they do. And, and it feels that way. It doesn't feel like a sales. Before, I, I have had times in my life where with my businesses, uh, it's felt like a pushy sales thing. And this is like, I feel like I'm helping a friend in a business relationship more times than not. And I really, I I love that part of it.
0: That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that, that you're a people person. Hmm. Uh, I think a lot of, uh, I want to go back to why you're here. A a lot of the people in our Bakersfield business partners chapters are, and that's what Mm -hmm. drives them is truly what you said, like the connection they have with their clients, the relationships they build. So you've been a member of our group of Bakersfield business partners for how long? How many years has it been?
1: Uh, I believe three Three? going on four.
0: Okay. Yeah. Tell me, I mean, tell me a little bit about what that's meant for you and for your business, how it's helped maybe you both grow.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's helped a lot. Um, So I initially was invited by Marvin Bush and uh, we, we go to the same. Listen, we'll edit his name out. (laughs) If you're embarrassed, we'll edit his name out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thanks. So. So we go to the same church and he, he, um, I, when I was first starting out, I was like, Hey, like I knew he's a real estate agent in the mm-hmm. group. And, uh, I was like, I knew he's a real estate agent and I was like, I want to start doing some real estate videos. And I said, Hey, can I just do a free one for you sometime? He's like, yeah, if you'll take pictures. And I, at that point I was like, I don't even take pictures at, the, I do now. But at that point I was like, uh, I'll try. He's like, yeah, whatever. Go ahead. And I did. And <laughs> he's like, he kept hiring me to do pictures. Yeah. Um, but he kept saying, hey, there's this group. There's this group. Come check it out. And and I'm an introvert, but at the same time, I'm like, you know, I, I see value in that, and I and I want to do things. I think because I'm an introvert, it actually is better for me because it provides a structure to networking that, as an introvert, I'm not going to be driven to just go to this thing or that thing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it provides an outlet for that. Um, So I went and checked it out a couple times, and it seemed like it made sense. I didn't go into it with this vision that, like, yeah, I'm just instantly going to these people are going to make me rich instantly. It was more in my mind, it was how do I build my business? Like I can, I, I, this is a tool to build my business, but it's also a tool to connect with people uh, in different industries that I wouldn't otherwise ever have the opportunity to connect with um, and, and learn from and people who are, I'm really creative minded, but people who are more business minded than me. And I know Mm -hmm. that's going to be super valuable to me and, and I hopefully can pour into them. And that was my mindset of it. And so I didn't, I didn't have this expectation a really a financial expectation from it. And over the years, it's definitely build like the financial end of it has build good as I've got to know more people. And, uh, and I feel like I'm able, and I feel like on my end of it, my ability to give has, is building as well. Good.
0: So, yeah. Good. For those that don't know, for our listeners, Uh, We meet every week and each member of the group is in a different industry or classification. So we have one real estate agent, you know, one insurance guy, one, you know, mortgage person. And then every week they, we go around the room and each person gives a 60 second commercial. And so that's what Michael's talking about is like you go, that's the structure of the meeting is every week we're trying to educate the other members on our business. What's a good referral for us? you know, um, how we help our clients, you know, here's a helpful hint this week. Here's what's going on in our industry. Kind of the questions that we go over in, in this interview. Hmm. And then of course we have a uh, 15, 20 minutes of just open networking where you can kind of talk to people and, and meet with people. And then we also encourage one-to-one meetings. So I think that's what, um, really sets all of us apart is, you know, I'm an insurance agent, he's a filmmaker, but we get educated every week on what's going on in the real estate world, what's going on with taxes, what's going on with mortgages, insurance, just go down the line. Investments, you know, we got carpet cleaners, everyone. And it just makes us uh more well rounded. We're better educated when it comes to business, we can relate to people better. Absolutely. And so but you've you uh you've definitely seen uh that it's helped your business grow. I mean yes. any numbers, percentages you can throw out. Well, I mean well, so um you know,
1: I started the group really early on in my business, mm-hmm. like super, super early on. Yeah. And um, so the first year I grew a, a bunch, which, and I don't even think the first year was heavily uh, Bakersfield business partners related, the growth, but after that it has been. So like from 2019 to 2020, the pan, first pandemic year, yeah, I think I went up like 38%. And um, this year I'm... Going up again. It's going to so. go up again. Not 38%, but it's going to go up. Yeah, but up.
0: that's that's fantastic. And yeah. that's also the strength of our group is all, I don't want to say all our members, but most of our members survived and some even thrived during the pandemic. Yeah, and yeah. I, I give a lot of credit to our group uh, for, the, for the structure and the activity and the commitment. People were still coming every week and educating and giving referrals. And yeah. I, I, it helped a lot of people. Uh, even grow through the pandemic which is so great absolutely so yeah. anything else do we miss anything before we close it out um, no I don't think so anything else you want to say there's there's, I, there's so much going on I could tell so much deep thought <laughs> so well thank you so much man it's yeah. always fun it's always uh, a pleasure talking to you you Likewise. do great work we're so glad to have you in the group and again uh, my name is Duncan I'm the president of Bakersfield Business Partners who meet every week on Tuesday mornings Come check us out. Um, We hope to see you soon, but otherwise, we'll catch you on the next podcast. So have a good week.